welcome to Let's Manifest That. This is Cody. And this is Sydney. Hi. (laughs) 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 Nothing's funnier than us going. (laughs) I just completely froze and like, what to say next? The awkward eye contact. It's the awkward eye contact for me. (laughs) Uh, What do I do? How do I do this? I I don't remember. It, It does feel though like it's been like a month since we recorded last, even though it was last week. That is very true. Yeah, it is It is weird because we've just done a month of stuff that we researched all week to talk about. And now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now we just talk again. How do yeah. I do this? <laughs> yeah. It, it is exciting, though, to go back to, well, not back to, but kind of start talking more about what we originally wanted mm-hmm. the podcast to be about, even though the spooky stuff is fun. Yeah. It's a little away from our main topic, I guess. Yeah. But it's definitely fun to dive into that. And I think uh-huh. as we keep going and um, like we only had a couple months before we did our spooky week, mm-hmm. like by next year, it's going to be like, yes, like a week of stuff off our normal topics. Spooky week. <laughs> yeah. Spooky month. Yeah. So that's exciting. Hey guys, just to put in here really quick, we didn't really do like what we're going to talk about in this episode. So I'm going to put it in here. We are going to be talking about preparing for winter quarantine, just a general quarantine check-in. We're going to do a fun little this or that game with me and Sydney. I'm going to talk about my experience with post-wedding depression, Sydney's thoughts on audiobooks, and I have a special recommendation for this week. How to prepare because winter is coming. I think it's going to be tough. You did not. I've never seen Game of Thrones. Game Game of Thrones. I've never seen it. Really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Huh. I just know that because people always say it, so I yeah. feel like it's like a big deal. I had a teacher once start the semester by sending a meme that was like, "The semester is coming," and oh I was like, gosh. "I'm dropping out." <laughs> but I honestly have no context as to what that means, except I'm assuming it means that winter is almost here. Interesting. Yeah. Um. It's a, if you want to watch it, go ahead. Like it's, it's good, but yeah, I don't know. The best part for me is the characters, Arya and Brienne of Tarth. They're like the reason I would suggest watching it. Mm-hmm. I know that's probably like a hot take because everybody <laughs> wants to watch it for Daenerys and Cersei and uh, Jon Snow, but I love Brienne and Tarth and Arya. See, this all means nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, so many people love it, like they're mm-hmm. obsessed with it, but it just never was like, oh, I have to watch that. Yeah. I don't really get like that about most TV shows, though, I guess. Yeah, same. Uh, I get more like that about documentaries or movies, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. horror movies. Like I watch TikToks of people suggesting horror movies, and I watched one recently mm-hmm. called The Lodge. It has um, the kid from... That plays Bill and It. If you've seen that, in no. the new It. Anyways, never seen it. They, I think he's like. I think he plays Bill. I'm pretty sure he plays okay. Bill. And Alicia Silverstone. It's really, really good. These mm, kids go okay. out to this lodge with their dad and his new girlfriend, and shit just starts going wild. And it's not so much like supernatural horror, but it's more of like a psychological thriller. Of oh, like, those are fun. Is this really happening, or is it? Is it all in their head, or is mm-hmm. it real? So, I highly recommend it. I think I would compare it to the beginning of Hereditary. Hereditary is very like, is this real? And okay. then and then Hereditary kind of yeah. takes that turn. 
into divulging that it is real yeah but i really one... like the progression of like putting the pieces into place as you go and being like oh is this what's happening mm-hmm. oh no this is like I, I don't know i like that process that you can go through instead of just yeah. being like it's a ghost it's like mm-hmm. oh this is why this is happening and this is leading to this thing and i like that process yeah also the child actors are really 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 good that's um, cool there's a little girl in it and um there's just a scene of her it just blows me away how they have this deep understanding of the art hmm. like like i don't know it feels so so like such an advanced idea for a little kids mm-hmm. to be able to understand deep knowledge of character and emotion too yeah. is it just blows my mind like, well because like you look at any other kid that you know and you're like okay like you're cute and you're pretty smart for being like a kid but mm-hmm. you, they don't have that depth to them like most kids don't so like to find a kid who yeah. has like emotional depth and range and stuff you're like whoa like that's yeah. cool because you're so young and like to mm-hmm. understand that seems almost incomprehensible sometimes yeah the little boy in particular is it, like i i don't know what else to say besides mm-hmm. like they blow me away every time yeah. they're on screen i'm deeply like they're so deeply committed to the role mm-hmm. and and just to have that that separation of self and character at such yeah. a young age feels awesome. so awesome yeah well and since we're talking about netflix stuff that we like um a show that i did really like watching well i'm still in the process of watching it but it's really cool um unwell mm-hmm. it's like uh each episode is about a different topic so it's not like a tv show mm-hmm. it's like mini documentaries almost and it goes over different health fads and it has like the plus like people who like really really believe in it people who don't people like studies that have happened like gives you facts on it but it doesn't necessarily say like this is for sure good or for sure bad it just like kind of gives you facts Mm -hmm. so like the one that i'm currently watching is about bee venom and some people who swear by using bee venom to like help cure their lyme disease and all this stuff and some people that are like it is risky you don't want to do it there was one on ayahuasca Oh, okay. And some people who were like, it changed my life. It was amazing. Then they talked about a case where like a kid died from it. They recorded like a session of it all happening and a lady like had a seizure and stuff. But other people were like, it's fine. I still love it. And it just, it gives you like, it has science, like not science, sometimes scientists, um, mm-hmm. nutritionists, like other people on it who are considered experts and people who just do it. Um, it's just really cool. I really like it. And I like that it's not just hey, this is why you should like this, or this is why you should hate this. It's it's both sides. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, I feel like this is a good transition into talking about being ready for the winter. Yes. Because television can be a great escape, and oh, especially yeah. television that is not only helps you in escapism, mm-hmm. but also in knowledge. That can, yeah. like that Because to me, that always feels so much more fulfilling sometimes mm-hmm. than... A television show I just watched. Um, I'm obsessed with true crime, and I watched a documentary about um, the little the little boy in L.A. Gabriel who was oh, killed yeah. by his m- mom and her boyfriend. And I started watching it when it first came out, and I had to take a break from it because it's so yeah. sad. But they really get into the um, how. Uh, like foster care, how the um, CPS system is so controlled by big companies and big mm-hmm. corporation and like the corruption involved in that and how like there's just so many children out there who need homes, but yeah. there's not enough people. And it really just was like, it's so sad yeah. because they show it's very like 
graphic because they show his injuries and oh. they show his his body and um they interview his teacher because he was like he's eight years old and his teacher was like kept calling and kept calling and kept calling the child protective services and nothing ever happened even That's though so sad it, yeah it, it was it but it's really good to learn about how mm-hmm. messed up the foster system the just the system in general is yeah. with children. Yeah, like Child Protective Services, DFS, and stuff like that have been known to fail over and mm-hmm. over again. Like, kids just get lost. Um, they don't always take it seriously. I've yeah. honestly had um, – I don't remember if it was DFS or CPS. I was small, but mm-hmm. I've had them called to my house a couple times. And the, the way that they would interview me and stuff was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, it was not doing anybody any good. Um not to say if you like, you know, work in the system, I'm sure you're yeah. probably a good person and have the good intentions, but overall, yeah. It just it doesn't yeah. pan out. It's the system at large that yeah. fails, even the workers because yeah. they also don't they're they, they were set talking them up for failure. Yeah, they were talking yeah. to the guy who was the main cuz they were charging the workers as well mm-hmm. in neglect because clearly they should have taken him away, but they were like I have 400 kids. Oh my goodness. And not enough people. There's not enough. Yeah. There's not enough resources to help take care of these children. And anyway, I'm trying not to go off on a tangent about um, <laughs> capitalism yeah. and, and stuff like that because it, it pisses me off to mm-hmm. think about how we're born into late stage capitalism and we're suffering from it. Yep. And towards the end of the documentary or the docuseries, I guess, is talking about there's so many CPS workers who have been had a hand in the death of a child because they haven't taken the child out of the home. Yeah. And the those workers are like, why us? Like, why are we the ones? Why are we being the scapegoats? Why are we being the lambs to the slaughter? That kind of thing. And I'm like, somebody, it's got to start somewhere. And yeah. that's just unfortunate for you. But it's... Well, and I've been in situations where they've believed the parent more so than the child mm-hmm. or like we're it almost seemed like they were looking to protect the parent more than they were at the kid um so i'm a little biased sometimes yeah. but and i'm privileged enough and ignorant enough to not really know that much mm-hmm. about it because i've never experienced it firsthand and yeah. so that's a privilege of mine to be like to you know have that ignorance that is you know, ignorance really is bliss because you don't know. Yeah. And so I'll I'll probably never have that real world knowledge of what a situation like that is. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so quarantine and winter. <laughs> Just some things for you to watch and think about. I enjoy having things mm-hmm. take up brain space. It helps yeah. with um, disassociations to have things like that to think about. Down to earth. Just, just really quick. Um, down to, I'm pretty sure it's down to earth. The one with Zac Efron. That one oh. was a good one, too. Uh, we just finished that, and that was actually really cool. I, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was, mostly because it was Zac Efron, and I'm mm-hmm. like, what is he going to teach me? But it was really cool, and, like, his co-host, um, super knowledgeable. They really, like, get into some situations and actually learn from them and, like, mm-hmm. actually just open up their mind and, like, teach me how to make this. Let me try your food. Like, show me your ways and, like, are very, very open to everything and... It was really cool. I really liked it. 
I love shows that are kind of like Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can t- see they're kind of trying to fill that gap that Anthony yeah. Bourdain left with the Gordon Ramsay show, which is really good. I love Gordon Ramsay mm-hmm. um, and the Zac Efron show. But I deeply enjoy watching people go and experience other people's cultures with immense respect mm-hmm. and learning how to interact in these cultures that is appreciative instead of appropriative. Oh, yeah. I love that. And it's really cool because we're probably not ever going to experience most of these situations. Mm-hmm. So I still feel like I can gain respect and knowledge of these like different cultures and traditions without mm-hmm. having to have that experience myself, which I feel like generations before us could never do because mm-hmm. they didn't have this kind of, you know, resources at their fingertips to learn. And I feel like it's it's just going to keep benefiting everybody to like have more respect for the cultures around us and the world mm-hmm. in general. And it's it's the way the tone of the show is set up where in because I've seen lots of food shows I love food mm-hmm. I'm a Taurus um where it's like ooh, look at this yucky food they eat in this yeah weird place look how crazy it is and you're just and you know you learn later that like mm, we probably shouldn't be making other people's lives and food and culture a game or yeah. something to be ogled at we should be appreciating like oh look at this really cool food these people have taken the time out of their day to show mm-hmm. me and let me eat and, and I mean, be interviewed. Have you seen American agriculture? It's kind of disgusting. Yeah. So <laughs> we got no room to talk. Yeah. America is disgusting. Sorry. Hot take. <laughs> Maybe not a hot take. America is not the greatest yeah. place. Like, yeah. Um, so the reason that we wanted to talk about specifically like winter quarantine, winter alone can be a really hard time for people. Like the loss of the daylight can trigger seasonal depression, the cold, um, all that stuff. And also, honestly, like the, the holiday season can also be really difficult for some people, especially if you're experiencing it with depression mm-hmm. alone, maybe, you know, and there's just a million different scenarios that could happen that could make this difficult. And we have a pandemic happening. So there's not really a a good escape where usually it's like, well, let's go see some lights. Let's go ice skating. Let's go to a bar and hang out inside somewhere with all your friends. Um, we're not really going to have as much escape. My, my dog is crying, so I'm so sorry. If you're hearing anything in the background, it's not a ghost or a child or a, a, anything getting hurt. It's just my dog wanting attention and crying because we have to lock her out of the room. She's cheering us on. Oh my God. <laughs> she, she sounds weird. So she does not sound like a dog. She sounds like some other yeah thing the but. first couple times i came over here i thought it was a somebody screaming i was like is brad okay <laughs> he good <laughs> it is not brad crying for attention in the background <laughs> um but yeah it, we're not going to be able to have as much social interaction as like we can sometimes kind of cling on to to get us through those winter months it's just going to be dark cold gross alone yeah yeah it's not gonna be fun (laughs) for me I think I'm gonna try and find comfort in food I love to cook I love Mm -hmm. to and I would like to get into baking my grandma is a wonderful baker and I have never really tried my hand at it I just recently not too recently in the past couple of years have gotten into cooking it used to give me Mm -hmm. very bad anxiety oh I love cooking yeah and I uh slowly dip my toes in with like a crock pot like Mm -hmm. you just dump it in and go and there's no when do I take this out what if this thing is cooking and Mm -hmm. uh, 
like all of the timing things. And so I just have started to, you know, pick up a recipe, try stuff out. And I want to do that with baking. And I think the winter will be the perfect time. Oh, absolutely. To, to do that and find comfort in food and and warmed baked goods in the winter it's like the best thing ever (laughs) i know i've been craving a peach cobbler for so long (laughs) um anything that has like the cinnamon taste apple stuff like baked apples i'll just bake apples just to eat as a snack oh that's a good idea you Mm -hmm. put a little cinnamon on there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some cinnamon some butter a little bit of brown sugar or something Mm -hmm. very very good yeah i i have a bunch of baking stuff i bought um a while ago and i haven't because i know there was like the baking phase of quarantine mm-hmm. where everybody was baking and i just was like everyone nah. was making bread <laughs> oh, the bread phase <laughs> i feel like you definitely can <laughs> section quarantine off into different phases of oh, what yeah. other people were doing absolutely yeah so um i think one of the things i'm going to attempt to do i still and I, I, we're talking about this now. We know it's not winter yet, but it's good to be prepared before it becomes winter. Yeah. So um, we're still, you know, going through November, but I want to be prepared before December, before December hits. So I really want to try to find some kind of hobby or something to keep mm-hmm. me busy while I'm inside. Um, I don't know what that's going to be yet. I thought about dabbling in like earring making or something, but I'm not really sure. If you do earring making, I want to do it with you. Okay. I've been wanting to make earrings for so long, and I just haven't gone to get the supplies yet. And we probably have very different ideas of the types of earrings that we wouldn't want to make. (laughs) That'd be so fun. Mine is like dead body parts, and yours are like, hee look at these little flowers. And I'm like, like, look at this decapitated head. Wood and macrame and stuff. Yeah. I've I've always wanted to get into crochet. Mm. I love stuffed animals, and I always wanted to make one or something, and... I just don't know if I have the patience or the the skill. I've tried knitting and I've tried mm-hmm. um, uh, embroidery, but because I need something to do with my hands while mm-hmm. I watch TV, and I just don't have the patience to get good at it to yeah. be able to do it mindlessly. I tried crocheting for a good while. I tried real hard, and I would always mess it up. I don't think I ever made a single thing that was actually made correctly. Like, I might finally finish something just out of frustration and be done with it. But I had such a hard time, like, counting my stitches correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, I would do a row of 10, and then all of a sudden the next row would, like, look too big. And I'm like, what the heck did I do? And I had trouble, like, figuring out my counts. And mm-hmm. then I would also start making it so tight that, like, I couldn't, like, get my needle through anymore. And I'm like, oh, no. how do I keep doing this? I don't know what I would do, but I would always screw it up. I am so jealous of people who are just really good at that i um i worked with a girl who she would knit her own sweaters and she had all these cute sweaters so she would cool. make for herself and i was like damn i want that yeah i've always wanted to be able to make something for mm-hmm. myself and like i've tried some stuff i've tried candle making crocheting what else i feel like i've done more maybe that's it i don't know maybe it just feels like a lot but <laughs> i'm trying to do some stuff before and it just doesn't the candle making was okay but it wasn't actually as satisfying as I thought it would be. And then I would just end up with like 20 candles. And I'm like, all right. Okay, now what? <laughs> Burn them all at once. Burn your house down. This is candle making. There was a couple years that everybody got candles for Christmas. and Everybody's getting candles for their birthday. <laughs> I still had too many candles at home. I've also tried bullet journaling, which I really did have a lot of fun with. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have time to do it anymore. And... 
um it was I would get frustrated because I'm not very good at drawing and Mm -hmm. you know you get on I don't know if you've ever seen bullet journal YouTube videos but they're so skilled and they're so good at calligraphy oh that's another thing I think I want to learn at some point calligraphy Mm -hmm. I think that would be really fun you know who you know who studied calligraphy Kylo Ren oh my gosh I couldn't tell where you were going with that for a second there. I should have known. Your face was so afraid. You were like, who? <laughs> who studied calligraphy? <laughs> uh, I have also, um, I think something that'll be good for me in the winter time is, this is going to sound really silly, but mm-hmm. like having friends, like having people to talk to, mm-hmm. having you to text, having Brianna to text, having just people to be like oh my gosh this is to to relate to and to yeah um but also i recently joined a group um like a snapchat group of people i met through tiktok through a fan fiction that we were all reading and the fan fiction author was like anybody who wants to join this snapchat group can and i was like i'll I'll go ahead and do Mm -hmm. that and it has been so amazing because i'm now friends with people all over the country in different parts of the world and we all have this thing in common we're all reading fan fiction we all have um something kind mm-hmm. of to base our friendship off of but then we all also you know talk about each other's days like that's awesome send each other pictures like does this outfit look you cute like or... a whole friend group exactly yeah. without and and it's also nice because i have two friends that i can go and hang out with mm-hmm. and then I have friends where there's like no pressure to go yeah. and see them because that's for there's some no like you don't have to maintain it as much I feel like exactly nice. yeah yeah it's it is very nice especially because like I don't know it's it, we've all become really good friends so quickly but mm-hmm. at the same time it's a low pressure friendship of yeah. like oh, I don't have to go and see these people I don't have to there's no expectations of yeah, the friendship and absolutely. like not that, like, our friendship has expectations, but at the same time, like, I do want to, like, actively maintain mm-hmm. the friendship because I enjoy seeing you and I enjoy, like, our... It's, yeah, it's yeah. so different. Like, it might not feel like a lot of effort all the time, but it's still different. Yeah. Yeah, and there's... And I I did not know that this kind of stuff existed, but you can get on, like, Discord groups and find people to meet mm-hmm. and just... There's all sorts of way to meet people now and... Well, can we just reflect on how, of like a generational like 2000s thing it was to say i have a group on snapchat that i found through tiktok that we discuss fan fiction <laughs> like I that know. whole sentence was just really kind I of know. funny I, and like me a month ago would have been like mm-hmm. i have no idea what that is but now i'm like <laughs> yeah that's a great way to meet friends and that's a yeah. great way to meet people but also be careful if you're going to meet people on the internet yeah. like i the only reason i trust these people is because they've sent pictures of themselves mm-hmm. and we've like I don't know there's there's we friended each other on Instagram there's like steps we've taken yeah. to make sure that we are who we it say wasn't we are. It was just a complete stranger that you met up somewhere or something. Yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't know that I could I'm sure I could I'm sure I could figure it out but like dating in this day and age where it's like dating apps and Tinder mm-hmm. and stuff like that almost, it scares me a little bit. Because of that aspect of, yeah. I don't know who you actually are, and now I'm supposed to go, like, meet you somewhere. Yeah. It always freaks me out. Yeah, when I was doing that, um, just as an example, I would take things that they would tell me in chat. So, mm-hmm. for example, Charlie told me where he worked, and I knew his first name. So I got on Facebook and was like, 
Charlie works blah blah blah, blah mm-hmm. and he immediately came up so I was like okay mm-hmm. he is who You're he says he is stuff. yeah okay. just because like I if I'm gonna go somewhere with this person maybe potentially get in the car with them mm-hmm. not that I did that but you know you never yeah. know and just because you go on one date with someone doesn't mean that you know they have the best intentions yeah you know but I just wanted to make sure is he telling the truth is he who he says he is and then I would go on dates and I would make sure to tell two people where I was going mm-hmm. check in with them that kind of thing yeah um, I also saw a, t- saw a tip online the other day that I never thought of, but if you're going to get into a car with somebody you don't know very well, or even like an Uber or something, because there are stories now of Uber rides not going well, mm-hmm. um, make sure the child lock isn't on oh, so that yeah. you can get out whenever you need to. So yeah, I thought that that was interesting. Yeah, I, 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 again, I'm very into true crime and I listen mm-hmm. to a lot of podcasts and it's surprisingly not uncommon for when people are panicking in a car to dive out mm-hmm. and like... You know, you probably need a lot of adrenaline and courage yeah. to be able to move, dive out of a moving car that's probably going 40 miles an hour. It's probably as fast as I would yeah. want to be going to dive out. But, you know, if if you're panicked enough and you feel unsafe enough, I'm, I'm getting out if of If you car. think it might be like a life and death situation. Yeah. Because yeah. I've always heard, like, once that person has you in their car, they have you. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to be taken. Like, I, I walked out of Walgreens the other day. And there was a white van backed up to the store with the back door open and the side door open. And I, I yewed around it, like bowed around yeah. this van. And the guy got out and saw me doing it. And he was like, whoops, and shut the door. Uh, and like, because you never know. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if it's daylight at a Walgreens where there's a busy street. And sometimes those are the best places because no one's expecting it. Mm-hmm. Like, people aren't going to be like... That was suspicious because it's broad daylight, yeah. unsuspecting looking people. Sometimes they just think that, oh, that's what's supposed to be happening right now. Yeah. And I, all I had on me was my purse and the bag with a squishmallow in it that I just bought. <laughs> and I was like, I will beat you to death with this. I do not care. <laughs> but funny. yeah, just yeah. Yeah, ooh, scary. Ooh, see a white van. I'm scared. <laughs> so yeah, trying to pick up a hobby is is a good way to try to get through this um friends contacting people um don't feel scared as long as you have some good friends to reach out to to just talk or like let them know hey this sucks right now sometimes mm-hmm. all you have to do is reach out saying i'm having a hard time and even that can start to make you feel a little bit better yeah the other day i snapchatted brianna a long video of me going do you ever just feel like standing up on your bed and screaming as loud as you can and she was just like yeah <laughs> and I was like, that's the, this is the friendship I need because I don't want people to respond. Are you okay? Like, no, mm. bitch. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me say this. Yeah. Because sometimes it's all you need to do is say something. Mm-hmm. Um, also therapy. If you just need oh, yes. seasonal therapy, even just to get through this pandemic quarantine time, um, that's not a bad idea. Like that's someone mm. who will listen to you and help you in whatever ways you need to. Yeah. As well as medication. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of people who do need to take um, some kind of like depression, anxiety, some, th- some kind of medication seasonally to get through their seasonal mm. depression. So there is stuff that can help with that. I feel like a lot of people think that depression medication is just all or nothing. Like it has to be long term, but there are yeah. things that they can do to help with seasonal depression as well. I think even that about 
therapy people think therapy has to be a long-term thing but um it really doesn't it could be a couple Mm -hmm. sessions and just because you need somebody to talk through a problem with that maybe your friends or family are like i aren't giving you the advice or the the direction you need understanding yeah yeah and have you ever tried one of those lights those like uh, oh, UV lights? I've thought about it. I've came real close before to buying one of those, um, those like lights that are supposed to help yeah, with yeah. the seasonal depression. Yeah, I've looked at them a lot and I've seen people say that they really work or mm-hmm. even if it's just a placebo effect, something that yeah. make you feel a little better, That's that seems worth it to me. I don't know how much they are, but they, I feel like they can't be crazy expensive. Well, there's probably a big range in there. But yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it depends on the size and yeah. the company and the strength of the light i don't know (laughs) like do you want your corneas when you're done with this (laughs) exactly so yeah just start thinking about that start thinking about that now like i know again it's early november but it's never too soon to think about how you're going to prepare yourself especially if you know that you usually have trouble through this time or if you're particularly having trouble with you know quarantine time it's still i know a lot of people are over the quarantine that doesn't mean that you should be though Mm -hmm. and it's still going to be more difficult because even if you aren't wanting to particularly quarantine a lot of places are still going to be closed a lot of places still have minimum capacity stuff like that so it is still going to be hard yeah yeah i went to the gas station today and i um got out i put my mask on and i got out even though it's outside Mm -hmm. like mm -mm, i'm still gonna wear my mask and i'm still trying to socially distance from other people the gas station was pretty crowded and still freaks me out to like touch gas pumps in particular like a lot of door handles and gas pumps and stuff i know i ran back to my car and put the hand sanitizer on Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) especially now because um yeah like if if i get sick or if brad gets sick he i think he might have to drop out of school Mm -hmm. because he only can miss two classes and if you get corona you're supposed yeah. to isolate for at least two weeks if not longer so he would have to quit school and yeah it sucks it's it's a, still a really scary reality mm-hmm. that we're living in and i wish people would realize that it's still very real and even though you want to do these things maybe we should think about them a little bit more or cases are still going up like crazy yeah they're not lowering cases are still on the rise it's not over just because you want it to be over yeah yeah and i had a friend text me the other day and and tell me that a family member passed away from it and i was like that is such a harsh reality that we're living in that Mm -hmm. it could happen to anybody and and yeah this winter is going to be hard and we're going to want to go out and we're going to want to do things but it doesn't mean that we can or should Mm -hmm. um how have you been doing since we last checked in on our little quarantine episode? Um, I've been doing a lot better. I can't remember at what point in my... I like to think of it as like a recovery of this like deep depression that mm-hmm. I was in. But I have started to be able to organize my thoughts a lot better and not live in this like constant survival mode Mm -hmm. of I just need to get through the day it's a lot better I think going back to school has helped a lot too to have tasks and be back at my job of teaching and um having something to occupy my thoughts Mm -hmm. so that I'm not disassociating all day and um I and also 
I have I think about the podcast a lot too. I like to think about like new topics we can talk about and it's just nice to have something to take up brain space and to yeah. take up that kind of thing. But I do feel like I'm getting a lot better. Like I'm cooking again. I'm, you know, able to clean our house on a regular schedule. So that feels really good. And and I'm trying to like celebrate the mm-hmm. small things. Too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like it's been been changing like every week for me I was doing great at first and I was just like this is great I don't have to see people I Mm -hmm. love working from home for the most part I like this is fantastic and now like week by week it can completely change oh yeah I feel like the past two weeks have been hard in particular this week just as far as like I have not been able to concentrate I feel very dissatisfied with my job I feel just like this general uneasiness and boredness Whereas like two weeks ago, I was having a great time Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's so up and down. Yeah, the boredom really gets to me and I think sometimes I have a hard time labeling boredom and so Mm -hmm. I think of it as sadness. Yeah. Sometimes I think I have a hard time labeling a lot of my emotions so I automatically go to sadness and um, yeah, yesterday... I and and not and because I'm doing better doesn't mean that it's every day some days are worse than others yesterday I went and sat in my car and cried over printer ink (laughs) and and I was and I was filming myself cry because I wanted to send it to my my snapchat group (laughs) which sounds so sad now but I was like I'm sad because of printer ink and then I'm gonna go and smell candles that that are supposed to smell like Kylo Ren to make myself feel better but yeah it's it's kind of funny like whenever you know that you're sad but can laugh at yourself for being sad about the thing but then also still actually feel sad about the thing yeah because it's not the thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's the underlying yeah and I was just like I have a meeting in two hours and I need printer ink but I also need to do all these other things and ah, I have not talked this much so I don't know how to talk and breathe and then at the end of something I'm like (gasps) (laughs) yeah especially the first couple uh episodes we recorded it was really bad to try to figure out how to breathe and Mm -hmm. talk at the same time and I would find myself so out of breath and just like okay yeah I know I like get to the end of something and I'm like (laughs) yeah I didn't, it's so weird how that happens. Mm-hmm. You just like forget to breathe in certain situations. Okay, so um, did you have anything else to talk about before you moved on to a fun little uh, game? Yeah, so. I <laughs> yes, just, I do. <laughs> yes, I just thought about this. Mm-hmm. Um, like thinking about those bad days, like uh, last Friday, I got home and Charlie was home, and he was like, oh, hey, I didn't know when you would be home, so I ordered myself Taco Bell. And I was like, <laughs> and you didn't get me anything? And he was like, no. Oh, no. And I was pissed off. That's the, the worst. Why would you that. not? Why? That's what it's I'm saying. It's taco. A couple tacos. It's something. Or just ask me if I want anything. You know Why? I'm going to be home later. Oh, but oh, that drives me crazy. It made me so – I was so mad at him the rest of the night. And then he was like, oh, my order got canceled. Do you want something? And I was oh. like – Yes, bitch, I do. That's the universe <laughs> telling you you messed up. Except I'm so stubborn, I probably would have been like, no, I don't want anything. I did do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every And the other other night, I don't know why, I was in a bad mood. He was like, do you want me to heat up your pizza? And I was like, no. Mm. And, and I was like, he was like, you sure? And I was like, yeah, I want the pizza. Because <laughs> I'm a little brat. Yeah. Like, do not mess with my food. Yeah. 
Like sometimes I feel like I don't really connect to my Taurus son and mm. then it comes to spending money and food and I'm like, oh yeah, 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 actually, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, and speaking of that, I'm very excited to one day do a podcast on zodiac signs mm-hmm. um, and like how all your signs play a part in things because, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I feel like a lot of people don't know about yeah. other signs like in your chart. So I'm excited to talk about that one day. I follow this woman on TikTok who was talking about, and it made me think of our auras episode, how each sign corresponds with a spot on your body Hmm. and how, um, just for example, she said that Gemini is the shoulders to your fingertips. And she said that usually your ascendant sign means that you have health issues or a very prominent, that part of your body. And Mm -hmm. I was like... (sighs) Hmm. My arms? I wonder what Sagittarius is. That's my rising. Oh, shoot. I'm trying to think. I think she said Sagittarius was the shins. I don't remember. I, I know she said Scorpio was the genitals, and then I, <laughs> I stopped listening after that. That's me. I'm a Scorpio. And, Not rising, but... Yeah, and Taurus is the throat. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And Pisces is the feet. And I was like, Ugh. Although, <laughs> every time I see those, like, Scorpios on... um tiktok and they're mm. always like the dark moody and i'm like both of the scorpios i know are the most upbeat <laughs> people i know like the most yeah. positive people i know like you and charlie are both scorpios and i'm like those are not what are they talking it's about it's so weird like i was just talking to one of my friends she brought up to me about how she doesn't relate at all to like her sun sign and most of like the meme type things that go on because they like exaggerate it yeah. so much um like, to the point where, like, okay, that's a bit ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. internally, I am very moody and very dark sometimes, but I don't... See, and that's where I yeah. think, like, the different signs come in, because I feel I'm a Sagittarius rising, mm-hmm. and I feel like most people see more of, like, the Sagittarius side, where I feel more Scorpio sometimes. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, yeah. internally, I feel Scorpio, but externally, people don't usually see me as Scorpio-like. And I feel that way with my Gemini side, because mm-hmm. so many people are like, you're so outgoing and so, like, have this big personality, but inside, I'm like, oh, death and destruction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, like, I feel like my Pisces and Taurus kind of take that over. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I love that I'm a Gemini rising, though, because everybody hates Geminis, and I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, hate me, please. Don't interact That's with me. That's how I feel with Scorpio sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to talk more about that one day because I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I think that would also be a cool quarantine activity just to, mm-hmm. even if you don't believe in that kind of stuff, to just yeah do a little bit of stuff with your zodiac sign, like just for fun, because who you cares? Know, I just realized what else I'm going to do in quarantine. You just made me think of it. Ooh, what? Um, I used to, whenever I was younger... I've always liked this stuff. It's so weird to me sometimes, like, how young I was whenever I was researching some of this. I used to be really into palmistry, and, like, I used to be pretty good at reading palms, and then somebody told me it was weird, and I stopped doing it because I was young and impressionable. Um, So I really want to get back into doing palmistry just because I think it's really interesting. It is really interesting. I... I am obsessed with that. I've had my palm read before a couple of times, and I love having, like, my cards read, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. That would be so cool. That's a cool... You should definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah, and then read my palm. And that's a nice, easy, like, I can just sit there and learn about stuff, Mm -hmm. because sometimes I don't have the motivation or energy to, like, pull out a bunch of supplies to do a thing. That's another thing that I think stops me from is the mess. Like, I don't want to pick up a bunch of scrap 
threads or I just whatever. do the thing but not have to clean up. And also I don't want to continually have to buy things for it. Like with oh, yeah. crochet, with all of those things, you have to continually purchase things for it. And, you know, I'm broke. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't, so I don't want to continue having to go to Michael's or whatever because craft stuff is expensive. Yeah, it really adds up, man. Like the individual pieces don't always seem expensive, but you have to get like, you know, 50 different things to do one of these crafts gets pricey. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now that you guys are hearing all about the things that we like to do, let's hear more about the things that we prefer to do over others. <laughs> so I just thought it'd be fun to do like a little this or that. And you guys can also play along with us in your own, you know, head. So I have um, this or that. Some of them are fall editions. Some of them are just like general things but i think it's kind of fun you guys can learn more about us me and sydney actually haven't even known each other for that long so we're gonna learn more about each other Mm -hmm. also so i'll start with some fall ones and then i'll move into some just like general ones yeah i feel like i don't have a filter sometimes and so sometimes i say things and you're just like whoa (laughs) and and i I enjoy that i feel like that's my gemini rising that's like shock and awe i'm glad that you enjoy that because sometimes i'm like like i try so hard to like not make people feel Mm -hmm weird or anything but sometimes like and i don't mean it by like a whoa how could you it's just like a oh cool (laughs) yeah 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 we were talking about something that was very personal Mm -hmm. and i thought that you reacted like really perfectly to it because it was something that i was like i want to talk to this talk to her about this but also like i don't want to because you know we we Mm -hmm. hadn't talked about that kind of subject before so i didn't want to like impose or make you uncomfortable or something like that so i thought that your reaction was perfect and it made me (laughs) feel comfortable enough to talk to you about that stuff more (laughs) that was very cryptic we were talking about this thing (laughs) sorry guys maybe we'll talk about it on the podcast someday someday we'll see we'll get there someday okay so this or that, try not to overthink it. Try okay. to think of the first thing that comes to your head. Sometimes there might be ties because there's someone here that I don't know that I can choose. Pumpkin patch or cor- <laughs> pumpkin patch or corn maze? Pumpkin patch. Pumpkin patch. Hunter boot or duck boot? I don't know what either of those things are. I thought this was a weird one. The duck <laughs> boots are the ones that have like the rubber around the bottom of them almost. And the hunter boots are more just like clothy the ones with the rubber so i can run through a mud puddle yeah i see they're more like uh you can use them for everything yeah carve pumpkin or paint pumpkin carve carve yep hot chocolate or apple cider apple cider mm, i prefer hot chocolate i love me some apple cider but i love me some hot chocolate with marshmallows yeah i, th- I think it's like the smell of apples mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. draws me to it i do love a good hot chocolate though i really like the hot chocolate you get to add marshmallows and oh. other stuff and then you can put in some like irish cream or something Oh, I've always wanted to make real hot chocolate, like not from the powder. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe I'll do that this winter. Yeah. Ooh. It's not that hard actually. And it's really good. Mm-hmm. You should definitely do it. I also, I, never mind. <laughs> Scarves or beanies? Uh, scarves. I don't like the shape. Uh, my head is shaped. My head is really small. They give me headaches. My head's too big. Like they usually don't fit my head right. I have a tiny, tiny little head. I've got a big hat. Hats head. always fall off. <laughs> Nothing fits over my head. <laughs> um, apple pie or pumpkin pie? Apple pie. Apple. Sweaters or vests? Sweaters. Sweaters. What am I? A vest wearing freak? <laughs> <laughs> Cozy up inside or go in chilly walks? Oh, inside. Yeah, inside. What kind of question is that? Come on, a chilly walk. Who does that? <laughs> This one's funny to me, too. Fires or candles? Fire. <laughs> Fire. Burn my house down. 
That's why I thought this one was really funny because <laughs> I really enjoy candles while I'm inside, but I would prefer a fire outside. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they should have said bonfires, but I love that. I love that for me. Pumpkin spice latte or salted caramel mocha? Salted caramel mocha. I think I actually prefer pumpkin spice. Really? Sometimes the caramel is like too sweet for mm. me. And with pumpkin spice, I feel like it's kind of balanced. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I've never had one <laughs> pumpkin spice latte. They're actually, like, I hate that there's so much hype about them, but they're actually kind of good. I, I'm also very picky about coffee. Mm-hmm. I like to make it at home because I, I put so much cream in it. Everyone's <laughs> gonna hate me for that, but I'm like, if it's not milky, well, I don't want it. Latte is perfect for you then. Yeah, true. Very. Aren't they like mostly milk? I get so confused. I know what the different kinds of coffee. coffee are. I panic every time I go to a coffee shop that's not Starbucks because <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just like, I'll just take a chai, please. I've just like found my favorite things and I just kind of stick to them. Mm-hmm. Give out candy or go trick or treating. Go trick or treating. I would love to go trick or treating. I miss it so much. It those are some really happy Why memories. Why is there not more like adult trick or treating? That's a good idea. Oh. We should totally do like an adult trick or treat thing somehow, somewhere, mm-hmm. whenever we're out of pandemic state. Yeah, we should figure out what what that looks like. What does an adult trick or treat look like? Yeah, and I wish there were more activities for adults that didn't center so much around alcohol because, yeah. like, that kind of is what comes to mind. Is like it's this you know bar, bar hopping crawls thing. and stuff. Yeah, but I bar candy crawl. But we got to find like stores. We should find like a block of like. Like a main street type oh, thing. Yeah. Ooh. Save that for later. Write that down. Yes. Like, yes. Patent pending. <laughs> and don't steal that idea, guys. If you want to collab, though. Yeah, let us let know. Let us know. That would be really fun. Anyways. Don't steal our idea. That would be really fun. Don't okay. steal our idea or I'll uh-huh. kill you. <laughs> Crisp mornings or chilly nights? Chilly nights. Chilly nights. You can yeah. light a fire. The morning, cold mornings are the absolute worst. Yeah. I hate the morning. I'm not a morning person. No. Apple picking or hay rides? apple picking i love both of them hay makes me itchy mm, okay fair enough see if, if i'm hay riding to apple picking mm-hmm. freaking dream man yeah have you ever been to eckert's yeah one time i went yeah. for the first time last year for pump er, for apples at least yeah i love apple picking you mm-hmm. can eat so many apples while you're standing out there it's so much fun uh thanksgiving or halloween thanksgiving <laughs> i know i feel so bad with this one because i love halloween yeah. i love the idea behind it all but eating food all day is the best and everyone's like spooky season but i like spooky stuff all year long so it's true it feels no different to me yeah and i want to eat i want to eat a bowl of mashed potatoes without judgment i love the fact that like i can i get to eat like five meals and it's Mm. okay like it's all throughout the day it doesn't matter nobody judges you if you're like your fifth plate of mashed potatoes and corn and green beans like it's all fine oh green bean casserole is my favorite party potatoes oh what is that everyone has a different name for them but they're like the the potatoes that have like the cornflakes on top and like they're creamy on the inside yeah oh they're so good my aunt makes cheesy potatoes Mm -hmm. Oh, my mouth is watering and they're <laughs> so good and then um my aunt's husband's sister makes cheese dip that has i know there's a word for it mm-hmm. in spanish but i can't remember what it is so i'm so sorry my, no i was like wait is that it? <laughs> no our whiteness is showing so hard i'm so sorry um i used to know what it was called but it has like beef or uh 
chorizo in it. Oh, is oh ch- I love the stuff with chorizo in oh, it. It's so good. so good. It is so good. I could eat just that cheesy potatoes and green bean yeah. casserole and I would be happy. Oh, yeah. And also, like you said, Halloween, the older I'm getting, the less I like it because it's so alcohol-focused. It's, yeah. And, and, and I love horror movies. I love, but I do it all year mm-hmm. long. Like, that's just yeah. who I am. And so a season doesn't really make it any different for me. Yeah. But I do like the pumpkin carving yeah. and stuff like that. The pumpkins, apples, all that stuff coming into season. That's great. Especially because now Charlie's birthday is so close that mm-hmm. I'm so focused on that rather than Halloween and yeah. Um, yeah. And I would dress, I don't know. I, yeah, I just am so involved in spooky stuff all year long. Mm-hmm. That um, okay, so I'm going to get into some that are not fall themed, but just, well, this one's food edition. Okay, perfect. Burgers or hot dogs? Burgers. Burgers. French fries or onion rings? Ooh, onion rings. French fries. You're so diverse. You can I do know. anything with them. I, I, okay, so my favorite thing is to put dip onion rings in mustard. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> I love mustard. <laughs> um, I love french fries. Awesome. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Hot I, tea or iced tea? Hot tea. Pie or cake? Pie. Oh, wait, I didn't answer the last one. Iced tea and cake. Uh, I hate cake. You hate cake. I, icing makes my stomach hurt so oh, bad. That makes sense. Um, and I used to feel kind of like that until I was actually gluten-free, and now having cake is, like, such a treat that Ooh. I love it. Mm. And I've started – because a lot of times I can't eat the cake at most things, so I'll eat Brad's icing because it makes him sick because, like, it's better than nothing, mm-hmm. and it's actually made me like it all more. <laughs> yeah, and except – Okay, so I said earlier my grandma is a great mm-hmm. baker. She makes carrot cake. Ooh. It is so good. And she uses like cream cheese icing mm-hmm. for it. And everybody in my family is like, make me carrot cake. Carrot cake is so underrated. It's so underrated. It's so good. It is. Oh, it's so good. I used to just assume whenever I was younger that carrot cake was disgusting because, I mean, it's carrot cake, mm-hmm. but it's so good. It's, yeah. Now I want to make, I'm going to, I'm going to go see my grandma soon. I'm going to ask her for the recipe. Yeah. Okay, this one's kind of weird, too. But candy or popcorn? Popcorn. I'm a salty snack person. I'm, I'm a sweets person. I like some of my salty snacks occasionally, but I'm, I'm a sweets person. I like um, salty-sweet combined. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I – sometimes I'll put um, Reese's Pieces into the popcorn mm-hmm. and then you eat it together. It's really good. Ketchup or mustard? Mustard. Ketchup. Bagels or biscuits? Bagels. <laughs> <laughs> This one's so hard. I love bagels, but I love biscuits and gravy. Oh, my dad makes the best biscuits and gravy. (laughs) It is top tier. And I found out recently that he went to culinary school for a little while. My dad's a butcher. I know I've said that Mm -hmm. before, but he loves to cook and he's an amazing cook. Everybody in my family can cook so good. Sounds awesome. We got to talk more about our families at some point because we have a really interesting family. (laughs) Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Waffles all the way. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's because waffles are more special. We don't, like, we have a waffle maker, but it's so messy that <laughs> if I get waffles, I'm, like, yeah. at a restaurant. I like that they're crunchier. I don't mm. like that pancakes are so mush. And uh, chicken and waffles is, like, I love, love the savory sweet combination, mm-hmm. and that's so good. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Coke. Pepsi is, like, too weirdly sweet. Mm-hmm. Smoothie or juice? Smoothie. Juice. Hmm. I love fresh juice. 
fresh pressed juice. Ooh, see, I haven't oh. had fresh pressed juice in like fresh forever. <laughs> I love it. We gotta go to like a juice bar at some point. Oh my god, I love. I think it's actually called I Love Juice or I Love Juice Bar. It's so good. <laughs> I love juice. <laughs> okay, I got one more. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Night owl. Optimist or realist? Realist. I want to be an optimist, but I think I'm more of a realist. Yeah. I want to be, like, situations and be like, this is going to be the outcome, and yeah. I just am not. Yeah. Introvert or extrovert? Introvert. Introvert. Creative or analytical? Creative. Oh, I'm very much both. I used to think that I was way more creative until I started this job that I'm doing currently, and I realized I'm actually way more analytical than I mm-hmm. thought. I just never did anything to, like, bring it out, I guess. So, yeah, I think I'm analytical who leans towards creative more than I am just straight creative. I didn't think about that about myself before, though. Yeah, you can definitely, like, thinking about those things on, like, a binary, Mm -hmm. like, binaries disgust me. So you can be (laughs) anywhere on a scale. Oh, yeah. And it's completely valid. Mm -hmm. Um, Quiet or loud? Loud. (laughs) I'm so loud. (laughs) I think when I'm more quiet. For sure. I have just a loud laugh, and every morning, Charlie's always like, shh, shh, shh. And I'm like, I didn't even realize I raised my voice. I'm so sorry. And you're, like, you're prone to, like, outbursts. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. And, well, because I come from a very big family, so yeah. if you want to be heard, you have to speak loudly. <laughs> and, like, my, my immediate family is small, but mm-hmm. my extended family is very large yeah and it just keeps growing i keep finding <laughs> yeah. out there's more people every day that's awesome um hopeless romantic or hopeful romantic i don't know the difference i don't know what that means either hopeful romantic definitely hopeful romantic that you'll fall in love but i don't think that i think love is a privilege i don't think that you're just gonna like waltz into it yeah okay so i think i'm I guess in, like, most romantic movies, they're, like, the hopeless romantic where they're, like, I'm never going to fall in love. When am I going to find my person? That's – I always find mm. that kind of annoying. Yeah. So I guess I'm hopeful. I feel like hopeless romantics are the pick-me girls. Pick me. Choose me. Love <laughs> me. But, like, no, don't. Actually, don't, please. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. Planner or spontaneous? Planner. Me too. Yeah. I used to be able to be more spontaneous, and now I'm, like, I want to know that I'm making the most out of my time. Yeah. I'm. I also just have – anxiety Mm -hmm. i don't like not knowing how or i'm a lot better about it now where i can kind of go with the flow a little bit better but i used to be like i have to know every single second of this Mm -hmm. situation or i will have a mental breakdown yeah there's i think there's like a fine line there it's like at one point me and brad were going somewhere maybe to vegas and I was planning out like a bunch of stuff I wanted to do. And someone's like, what are you doing? You're going to Vegas. Just show up and do something. I'm like, but I also want to make the most out of my time while I'm there. Yeah. Because like, we found like a cool speakeasy to go to that we would have never found. Cool. Like if we weren't researching stuff, we found some great restaurants, found like cool hiking things to do. And like, I would have never, if I just showed up there, I would have never found any of that stuff because also Vegas set my anxiety off like crazy. Yeah. I I have no desire to go to Vegas except to go eat at like Gordon Ramsay restaurants. Oh God, the food was so good. And we saw a, a good mm-hmm. show, which was really cool. I don't, I would never go just to hang out there. Yeah, so I'm, not I'm really glad that I planned it. Yeah. Um, I, my idea of a vacation is you go, you eat at some really good <laughs> restaurants mm-hmm. and there's no pressure to go and do things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like New Orleans though a lot. Really? I didn't like it. 
I love New Orleans. I went and spent my 21st birthday there. Yeah. Um, my parents also took me to Mardi Gras when I was 10. Oh, that's funny. And um, I saw my first penis. Oh, my there. God. <laughs> because for some reason, they were like, let's take them to Bourbon Street. That's and, so funny. And they did. Yeah. And I saw in um, stripper, strippers will just like hang out outside of yeah. there. And you can see pictures of stuff, and I don't really remember it all that well, but I know I saw boobies and a penis for the first time because people are flashing. Yeah. But it, it was a great learning experience. Yeah. <laughs> Take your, my extroverted side mm-hmm. comes out, which is non-existent, basically. Yeah. But I'm like, yes, let's go. Let's do the, let's do it. Let's do the bars. And I love Cajun food. I love mm-hmm. Southern cooking. My mom is from the South, so yeah. she has like that down home cooking that i've we grown up with we couldn't even find any good food i don't think really? we went to the right places at all yeah you've got to go to like the hole in the wall places mm-hmm. those are the best um and like the late night like bar bar restaurant combinations are the best there you can get yeah. the best po boys there it was so crazy and everyone it was right around halloween mm-hmm. and it was for a friend's wedding so we didn't have that much planned for that trip because we we're like we don't know how much time we're gonna have because like we have this wedding stuff to do let's just go to this area mm-hmm. and see what's in this area to do and it was like crazy yeah. packed because of the halloween stuff we did go on a haunted tour which was really cool we really liked that yeah, i love the haunted mm-hmm. tours it was um, really cool I was also very depressed whenever I was there. So Whoa. that did not help. Yeah. Because, like, there was people around and, like, somebody tried to, like, be like, come into this bar. And I'm like, don't touch me. Yeah. And, like, was just not in a good headspace while we were there at all. Yeah. New Orleans is definitely a place where you have to be ready. People are crazy there. Yeah. But we also, we went to Vegas, didn't love Vegas. Like, God, we wouldn't go back unless it was, like, mm-hmm. maybe with people, like, for a purpose or something like yeah. that. But we were like, we got to see what Vegas is all about. So we tried that. And then also we went to Nashville at one point. Like, we fucking hated Nashville. I've never been to Nashville. Hated it. We hated it. Most people love it. Yeah. Hated it. I have been to Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we went there. And I liked I liked that yeah, place. That I, I like this more smaller, yeah, big small big cities. I guess because that's what St. Louis. I guess yeah. I would categorize it as. We don't like the ones that are like you come here for the bars. Mm-hmm. We're not a big fan of that. Yeah, I would like to go. See, I want to go to Vegas, but again, only to eat. Mm-hmm. And that's my big thing is I want to go places cool to eat. It was cool to be able to see things in purpose in person that I always see like in TV shows and mm-hmm. movies. It was cool. Um. The shows were cool. The food was great. But yeah, like most people go just to like walk up and down the strip and hang out and like, uh-uh. Yeah. No. I feel like if I went, it would be because somebody I want to see is performing. Like mm-hmm. Lady Gaga did a residency there. Yeah. I would love to see her perform. Or like, I don't know, Britney Spears did one. Mm-hmm. Just, I think it would have to be for a larger purpose than just to go. Because again, like I'm not a gambler. Yeah. And like, we're not big drinkers either. So mm-hmm. like, it was all just kind of like, eh. Yeah. And mm. Charlie really only likes to drink bush, so I don't know if they have that outside of the Midwest. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, okay, so let's let's move on because we're already an hour in. Oh, Lord. Yeah, we just talked forever. Um, so I just wanted to touch really quick um, on more depressing topics, but I feel like it's something that doesn't get talked about Sorry. very much. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed at that. Um. So I got married recently in August, end of August, and afterwards I experienced this like bout of 
depression. It wasn't bad, but I knew that I was feeling depression. And I was like, what the heck is wrong with me? This is supposed to be like the happiest time of my life, all this stuff. So I felt like very broken and like I felt scared to tell anybody that I was depressed because I was like they're gonna think that I'm not happy that I got married or they're gonna think like there's something wrong yeah yeah and I I looked it up because I'm like there at one point I finally realized there's no way I'm the only person that has felt like this and I started kind of instead of just like wallowing in my sorrow started reflecting on why do I think I feel this way and um and I looked up some stuff and I found out I'm not the only person who has had like post-wedding depression apparently it is an actual kind of common thing but it doesn't get talked about very much yeah i'd never heard of that until you brought it up to me yeah so um and from what i was reading it's a lot of like your your endorphins like all these hormones are pumping for such a long time like you're planning this huge event you're planning this most people plan for like a year two years Mm -hmm. ours was six months but um and it, there wasn't too much planning involved. It was at home. But yeah. still, like, you're you're looking forward to this event for so long. Because even while you're dating, you're looking forward to the moment that you get engaged and you get married and all this stuff. And then you hit that day, your emotions, your hormones, everything's going crazy because you're, like, getting this, like, dopamine high and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's all go- like gone. Yeah. It's all done. And, like, you're kind of left feeling like, a little bit empty. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, it's like hard to fill that void. And that's some people take a honeymooner afterwards, which helps because mm-hmm. then you get like another high of like, cool, we're on a trip, we're together, we're in love, fantastic. But we also couldn't take a honeymoon. So like yeah. we didn't get that like extra, you know, hit of endorphins and stuff from that honeymoon. And it's kind of just like a like whole chapter of your life that most people set you up for like especially girls the time mm-hmm. that you're like a little kid I feel like everything is built up to the time you finally get married oh There's yeah so much hype around women girls finally getting married so much pressure princesses you know one day you'll get married you'll have this big dress it'll be this big thing yeah and then all of a sudden it's over and like you're yeah. left with what do I do now yeah <laughs> like what else do I look forward to I I'm obviously not married, but <laughs> I definitely feel that pressure mm-hmm. to have the typical wedding. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much pressure on women all yeah. the time. Yeah. And, you know, you you didn't have, like, the conventional wedding. You got married on at home, which I love. I have always wanted a tiny, tiny wedding. <laughs> and I actually loved that. Yeah. I thought I was... As we made that decision and as it was approaching and right beforehand, I did think, am I doing the right thing with this? Am I going to regret this? Are people going to be upset? I love that we did it that way. I don't regret it at all. It was so nice and easy and intimate and it was, it was fantastic. And I don't feel like I missed out on anything, but I still was left with like a void afterwards. Yeah. I I can definitely see how having, you know, we talked about brain space, something Mm -hmm. taking up your brain space so much to where it's like a comfort yeah. to almost think about it and plan it and have the, this thing and then you don't have it anymore. And, you know, you have your marriage, obviously, but mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a tangible yeah. thing because, you know, you and Brad already lived together. There is no... Nothing changed. <laughs> yeah. And I... The only thing I can compare it to is, like, I always feel that way after my birthday because yeah. I feel like my birthday should be this big thing and then like it's 
it's mm-hmm. not because I don't ever want it to be. But yeah. I'm like, did I do this right? Like, should I have celebrated my 25th yeah. birthday differently or whatever and it is? it's over and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I, I can only imagine how that's like probably amplified and magnified yeah. after a wedding because it's so big yeah or it's supposed to be it's supposed to be well and it's, it's like a big life event like even if the event is not big the the thing that you're going through is a big thing mm-hmm. and i just i was really disappointed that i've never heard of this before yeah. i've never heard of like a post-wedding depression before and i feel like it should be more commonplace to talk about it mm-hmm. um but i feel like again it's probably not because if someone were to come up to you after a wedding and be like, I feel like I'm really depressed right now. You're like, why? You just got married. You just had this big thing. And I feel like there's probably so much of a stigma. Like I even felt it. I was nervous to bring it up and to talk about it. Cause my people are going yeah. to think that I regret getting married. And that's not necessarily it. Except I did, I did have some, some of those feelings that I feel like a lot of people think come before the wedding hit me after the wedding mm. of, um, am I making the right decision? What is my life going to look like now? What do I do next? A lot of that stuff did hit me afterwards. I didn't have any of that beforehand, yeah. but I had all of it afterwards. I didn't regret it, but I had to like look at my life differently because my priorities were shifting. Yeah. And it's just, and there's just so much expectations of like what it should be. Yeah. And it's that should, I like that's a, a word I struggle with a lot is I should be doing this. I mm-hmm. should be doing that. And this should feel like this. And yeah. like it's, it's all society expectations, I think a little bit. And obviously it's, you know, you talked about like that chemical reaction mm-hmm. and then it's over. But I think it, I think it becomes elongated. Like the process becomes elongated because of, mm-hmm expectations of what it should be especially on women and yeah I I don't know it's hard to picture because I haven't done it but Mm -hmm. at the same time it feels so easy to picture because someday I will hopefully get married or will get married Mm -hmm. or or I won't (laughs) and I'll still have some sort of yeah feelings about that yeah and especially for someone who slips into depression easily. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. And I just wanted to mention that just to yeah. see if anyone else has ever had that experience. If you guys have gone through this, I'd really love to hear it because I feel like it makes everyone feel a little bit less alone whenever you can share that experience. And I, again, I was really disappointed that I've never heard of that before. Yeah. But once I looked into it, I found that, oh, this happens. This is not that uncommon, actually. It Putting names to things really helps Mm -hmm. in in processing them and in trying to get over them but do you feel do you still feel that way and if you don't how do you think that like you've processed it or like come Mm -hmm. to terms with it I guess I feel better now um I definitely don't feel the same most of those feelings like I they were on my brain a lot I don't feel them anymore and I think a lot of it was figuring it out Mm -hmm. because I just felt like what's wrong with me why do I feel like this and I also talked to Brad about it I didn't tell him that at first for a little while because I was scared that he was going to think that I regretted the wedding Mm -hmm. and that I was having second thoughts and that I was not happy to be married to him which was not it Mm -hmm. I just felt really sad (laughs) yeah um so talking about it with him also helped and um realizing what it was and then just trying to like redirect my thoughts instead of 
this isn't because I regret my wedding. This isn't because I don't want to be married. This is just normal things that's happening to my body. Like I know what I fall into depression. I know what this feels like. So then I could kind of redirect my thoughts to better places Mm -hmm. and it just kind of phased out. And I can see why you wouldn't like for me, I don't like telling people my feelings Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't want to tell somebody I felt like that because I wouldn't want them to say, oh, do you regret it? Because those kind of reactions frustrate me. Yeah. And like when I tell, like I, I tend to not tell people when I'm feeling depressed because I hate the reaction of like, oh, are you going to kill yourself? Are you feeling suicidal? Like, no, I don't want to, I, it frustrates me that that's the immediate direction it goes Mm -hmm. in because like, I just want to tell somebody I don't want a reaction and I don't want, so I, I definitely relate to why you wouldn't want to bring it up because it, it's frustrating. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. And sometimes it's frustrating to say, I feel this way and then have somebody think it's about them when it has nothing to do with them. And yeah. that drives me crazy sometimes. I probably have done it myself before where somebody has said something and I took it personally. Mm-hmm. But no, this is not about you. This is completely about me and just my feelings. And then once they turn it to, well, what did I do? Did I not do enough? Mm-hmm. Am I the reason this is happening? Like, no, absolutely not. But then I know that I'm freaking them out. They're now getting stuck in that headspace. I'm then trying to like reassure them when I'm the one who actually wants to yeah. be listened to. And it's, yeah, it gets really tough. Yeah, I hate, hate the phrase, I'm worried about you. Mm-hmm. It's like a trigger phrase for me because just like a lot of reasons. And and I, I so I try not to bring those things up because I don't want someone to go, I'm worried about you because yeah. it's, I just... Ooh, I feel like that's a whole thing yeah. we could talk about is like why I feel that way because I've spent a lot of therapy sessions unpacking why it is that that phrase in particular sets me off. But yeah, um, yeah the, I just, I can't, I, I'm trying to like relate to it, but at <laughs> mm-hmm. the same time, like I just want to be like, it. your feelings are valid. And yeah. I too have felt certain ways after big events like graduating college yeah I, th- I thought that I should feel some sort of way or even getting into grad school which was really difficult I was really depressed in that time and um I thought that like my life was gonna change and like <laughs> parts of it did yeah but also like I was still just like going through life mm-hmm. and so yeah so I mean those are kind of similar like you almost expect to feel a different way and you don't and that in itself can be disappointing yeah yeah so yeah, I just wanted to mention it. Um, it's just nice to talk about sometimes and nice to be like, hey, if you've gone through this, you're not alone. And also if you've gone through it, let us know. Just send like a little message over to our Instagram or something. Um, emails if you have any stories or if you guys have, um, we didn't mention this earlier, but what uh, winter quarantine things, like what are you Ooh, guys doing yeah. to get through this? So email us at letsmanifestthat at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at letsmanifestthat or you can always send over a personal Instagram to Cody.Dawn. Or Sydney Jean the Vampire Queen. Yes. And I had one question for you before we end today. So being a writer and all, mm-hmm. how do you feel about audiobooks? Or like Audible type stuff? I, so I have a hard time paying attention to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So my, my attention span goes in and out. And then, um, you know, I, I'm like, oh, I don't know what happened. and But... I know a lot of people who love audiobooks mm-hmm. and a lot of my professors like only listen to audiobooks like mm-hmm. as, okay. as like a podcast. Yeah. Um, 
and I've thought about doing it. I just, I just don't have the attention span or like the headspace for it. Yeah. But I definitely love audiobooks. I think it also depends on who's reading it. There's yeah. a lot of different interpretations of things, and sometimes the way things are spoken can influence that interpretation. Mm-hmm. So. If there are multiple readers of something, definitely do research a little bit because, you know, if I were reading something and, you know, it's all about the author wants you to feel a type of way, but also they want you to feel a type of way about this thing. And it's all about the way that you mm-hmm. have experienced this thing or maybe you haven't experienced this thing and um, readers can definitely put an influence on it. Very cool. So yeah, and I didn't know, so I I tried an Audible subscription or am trying an Audible subscription for the first time, and then something in me was like, wait a second, these people are like writing, these guys are writing books, but now we're just listening to them. Like, does that, is that disrespectful? Because it's like meant to be read? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. I don't think so at all. To me, it feels a little ableist to not do audiobooks mm. because a lot of blind people, Yeah. Um, I have I've seen blind people I've read things about how blind people like braille is not the best option so audiobooks are and um I like if I ever got published I would love to make an audiobook cool um but also another piece of advice if the author reads it definitely pick the author Mm -hmm. over you know Samuel L. Jackson or whoever the best way they're gonna read it the way it's intended yeah exactly cool um that makes me feel better (laughs) because like uh I don't know if you've ever been to a reading before. I haven't. Um, they're really fun. Yeah. Um, I've given a couple of readings of like my own stuff and um, it's like one of the coolest ways to absorb somebody's writing is yeah. to hear them read it and then you get to ask the author questions and it's always fun to just be in that space because mm-hmm. it, it's very inspiring. Cool. Yeah. That makes me feel better because there's something in me that was like nagging at me of like, is this okay? <laughs> but um, I also, I listened to this book that I thought was really cool because it was made to be an audio book. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. written. It was only made to be audio. And it was really cool. It was When You Finish Saving the World by Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it was a cool author. And then also I went for very new to audiobooks, So I didn't realize that for some reason just audiobooks existed. And I can tell, you can tell like this is why it's just an audio one because it's all played off of recordings. Oh, interesting. Um, so yeah, like there's three different people's perspective in the book. It's a dad, a kid, and the mom. Mm-hmm. And they're all doing re- tape recordings for one reason or another. And it was it was really cool. That is so cool. I love learning. So, you know, writing can be anything. There is mm-hmm. no real uh, fiction, like no yeah. real definition of what fiction can yeah. or can't be. And I love finding new ways that people are creating mm-hmm. um i went to awp which is like a writing conference where you get to go and meet a bunch of authors cool. and find a bunch of journals and just interact with people who are doing the same thing that you are and i found this experimental journal where they published these letters written back and forth so it was the author and then another author mm-hmm. and they would legitimately write to each other in character and so the one person would write and then the other person would write. That's cool. And they published it and it was so cool. Yeah. And there's also something called, um, oh God, what's it called? Uh, something Corpse, 
where you it started as like a so somebody would draw something and they can only see what the last person drew mm-hmm. so i draw something and then i fold it and hand it to you oh. and you can only see what i drew and then you hand it you mm-hmm. fold it so that they can't see what i drew and you do that with writing and like i don't know sorry i'm getting off on a tangent awesome. about writing but um yeah definitely audiobooks are great cool yeah and um yeah if you guys want to check that one book out that i was just talking about again it's when you finish saving the world by jesse eisenberg and it's not super long so like, i finished it pretty quickly but it was a cool perspective and at first i was like this might be kind of weird but i actually really liked the way that the um father son and mother's perspectives all tied together and they all happen at different points in time so you're getting different perspectives from different points of their lives but they all tie together in a weird way but it was really cool um okay so we need to be wrapping this up um i have another plug (laughs) i'm kind of plugging two things this week but um for my recommendation of this episode uh for sigmatic it is one of those like mushroom blend powder things they have a whole line of stuff they have like pre-blended coffee they have um i use the powder that you just put in whatever drink mix you want i mix it in with my coffee every morning They also have protein powders, stuff like that. They have um, all kinds of stuff. It's great. But I was a little bit iffy on this like mushroom powder train. It seemed really fad. Like I didn't know. It's kind of expensive too. Yeah. I would be, I would worry it was like one of those tummy teas. Yeah. (laughs) It just makes you shit. I was a little iffy on it. But um, actually, I think it's really helping. And I've been doing it for a few months now, probably at least two or three months um, been taking it consistently for at least two months and my like my mental clarity is better my focus is better I feel a little bit more energized not like a cup of coffee type energized but I just feel like I have a little bit more energy throughout my day in general mm-hmm. whereas before I was feeling very sluggish kind of off um just a little bit foggier and yeah. I feel like it has helped kind of like lift that fog and I feel like it actually is helping I'd be interested if at one point, like, I should stop taking it for a little while and see if I go back to that. But, like, this is, I mean, I've just felt weird like this for years. Like, yeah. it became my new normal. So, I didn't think it was that off until I started taking this and I realized, oh, I feel better. <laughs> Can you taste it? Not the kind that I have, at least. Well, okay. I mix it in with coffee. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do some instant coffee. I've become, like, an instant coffee person since quarantine mm-hmm. because that was, like, a big thing. Mm-hmm. But I mix it in with my instant coffee, put some ice cubes in it, put some oat milk in it, mm-hmm. and I can't taste the powder at all. Um, I did do their coffee pre-mixed with their powder. Like, they have, like, little instant packets. Mm-hmm. You could kind of taste it with that, but it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I would still totally drink it. Um so yeah and i've only tried that one brand i know that there are other brands but as far as pricing wise this was a pretty good one for me some of them are so expensive yeah this one wasn't too expensive i can get my little tin that i use of like just the powder mix and it says to use two scoops i only use one because i also want it to last longer yeah so um i have the dosage and it's still been fantastic and i can make that tin last two months and it's like mm-hmm. 20 bucks so not too bad in the scheme of things yeah also not sponsored but if they want to sponsor us yeah not sponsored but please though if you yeah. just want to like send us some free mushroom powder or whatever also, i'll take it audible please sponsor us as well yes oh my gosh audible does sponsor people mm-hmm. audible sponsor us yeah i'm gonna look please. into how you do that somebody send us 
to audible for us how does that work i don't know how that works i don't yeah we're so new to this that we're like how do sponsorships work do we talk your people talk to our people our people talk to your people email and us our people is maddie <laughs> crying in the living room yeah um cool did you have anything else for this week mm, nope Alrighty. so um make sure you guys are trying to find something to help you get through this winter it might be a tough one check on your friends send them a text just to say hi we're all kind of struggling through this um also think about the things you're going to manifest for the new year Ooh, yeah we should talk about that because i have all kinds of feelings on new year's resolutions yeah me too yeah cool we'll see where we fall on that new year's resolutions feel like uh fortune cookies to me (laughs) i think that they're such bs we do (laughs) yeah but there's other ways that you can bring in the new year with good intentions, and mm-hmm. we should definitely talk about that. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot lately how time is arbitrary. Like, the mm-hmm. only way we really count time is with the rising and setting of the sun. Yeah. Otherwise, like, what the hell is December 31st? It's not going to change your life. Like, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> there's no new year, new me, okay? It's develop yourself over the next year, okay? Oh my gosh, it's like how my, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I was talking to my mentor my writing mentor for my thesis and she was and i always say i'm fixing my stories and she was like you're not fixing you're developing oh i and like I was that like, oh I f- like i'm gonna try to apply that to yeah. the rest of my life i'm not fixing it i'm i'm in development yeah i love that cool so send us over what you guys are doing over the winter we'd love to hear it or just come and say hi um i'm so sorry about maddie um <laughs> come and say hi and yeah, start thinking about those new intentions you guys want to set. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have a good day, guys. That's all I got. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye. Get out of here. <laughs> See you later. Bye.